Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. like work is first and my family is a close second i'm a i'm a distant third bringing up the rear by a miracle of modern science i just need a little time for myself doug kinney is about to get the one thing he needs more of doug your clone himself so uh what uh, what do i feed it now between the two of us we're gonna get a lot of stuff done we're gonna kick some ass we're gonna be awesome there are two dugs to go around i did the dishes now drive the kids to school thanks two dugs to share the load when do you have time to do all this i suggest we all do them every morning find out what he had for breakfast but it's still not enough dugs i hate to ask you honey but could you pick up the kids to get the job done two like to meet three hi how are you Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see if they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters, and with me, as always, is Robert Larone and J.M. McNabb. And uh, we have a special guest this week, my friend Ari Millen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Ari. <laughs> and Glad I'm Robert Larone. And we're joined by always as... What? We have so many people here because it's multiplicity. Oh. This is the joke. This oh, is the, did yeah. you guys plan that? No, no not no, at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you shouldn't say you're – because the clones in this movie don't have the same name. They're all, like, numbered. and Or they have, like, weird names like Rico or, or Steven. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everyone's Steven. <laughs> Steve, Steven. Uh, if you haven't figured it out, this week on Rewatchability, we are doing Multiplicity, the 1996 Harold Ramis movie that wowed audiences around the world. Yeah. And is about cloning because Dolly the Sheep was cloned that year as well, oh. but that wasn't released till 1997, so they're kind of ahead of the game on this. Um, Wait, the clone wasn't released till 1997? The, the findings of the clone wasn't oh, okay. released till oh, 1997. Okay. So they were yeah. ahead of the curve. They were ahead of the curve, yeah. Or do you think they like made a mistake? Do you think they were like, oh, we were way off when we thought you could just make Michael Keaton? <laughs> like, they're still working on a sheep? Oh, <laughs> yeah. we fucked up the science on this big time. <laughs> And on, on this podcast, we brought you on, Ari, because you're on a, a TV show where you play a clone. You're a clone expert. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you were sold to us. Yeah, you can tell us if Michael Keaton did a good job or not. Well, what I can tell you is that knowing the, how difficult it was to film a clone scene watching this movie, I was in awe given that it was 20 years ago. Right. Wow. And there was like four of him. And there were four of him. Yeah. And, you know, if our show was called or deemed revolutionary, then multiplicity was before its time because I was pretty impressed with a lot of the... Of You're standing on the shoulders of giants. Exactly. <laughs> and we should mention the name of your show. It's uh, Clone High? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
No, it's of course Orphan Black, which mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a wonderful show. And just premiered? Is set to premiere? We just premiered the uh, season five. Yeah. Episode one, which is our last season. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. It's amazing. And after the season wraps up, do you recommend people watch Multiplicity to answer <laughs> any questions they might have later? Well, let's, I think we'll get to that later. Okay. All, right. All right. Good point. Okay. Well, let's go around. Rob, when did you first see this movie? I think I saw a bit of this movie, maybe not the whole thing, when it was first released or shortly after on video. I loved Michael Keaton when I was younger. Well, he was Batman, right? Exactly. And he was my Batman. And it's sort of weird doing this. We just lost. He's our senior most surviving Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor Adam West. Yeah. What about that guy from like the 40 serials? He might be in an iron lung somewhere or something. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, I saw like pretty much every movie that Michael Keaton did. That one where he makes the videotapes for his kid because he's not going to live. I saw that. My life. I think you said once it would be really sad if I, like, die soon and, like, this podcast becomes, like, the my life for my child. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. Yeah. Do you want to send yeah. a special message right now? Uh, not really. <laughs> to your future sad I'm child? I'm kind of hoping that won't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just clone you. What else did you watch? Because, yeah, I had the same experience. I went, Like, did you see Speechless with Gina I, Davis? I don't know, but um, Johnny Dangerously? Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which there were a lot of aspects in this movie of Beetlejuice. That yeah, was one of his characters was yeah. very Beetlejuice. Very much for sure. Yeah. And then he sort of went away, like after the Batman Returns, and he just sort of disappeared, and we didn't see him for a long time until Birdman, basically. Mm-hmm. Which and I mean, which is really interesting because I remember seeing a lot of interviews of him because I guess to a certain extent that movie was rejuvenation of his career. Yeah, it was I think a comeback. It was, yeah. it was a total comeback, and but he did talk about sort of. A 20-year hiatus. Yeah, and he was in things in bit parts. Like, he was, like, comedic supporting roles and stuff in mm-hmm. movies, but never really the star. But he's back in leading-esque roles. Yeah, yeah. trying to go for the, the, the Oscar every year. <coughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what was the movie about? Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, he yeah. was great in Spotlight. I always forget because that name sounds nothing like... <laughs> like taking down the church? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you loved Michael Keaton and yeah. you saw this movie. But Where did it hold up in the Michael Keaton thing for you? Like, I thought it was pretty funny. And, you know, I really wanted to rewatch it because it seems amazing. And I, I hadn't realized that Harold Ramis directed it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, I love Groundhog Day. It's one of the funniest, most well-thought-out comedies <laughs> of the 90s. Did you know that it is a Broadway show right now? What, yeah, really? that's right. Groundhog I think it Day. won some Tonys we, or something. We were just down and yeah. you were doing press, and a couple people went to go see it. <laughs> yeah, and they said it was really good. <laughs> a little repetitive, but uh, yeah, held up. That's great. But like showing deaths on stage, like just like the suicides and stuff like that. Like, oh, the, really? Oh, neat. they could have. They had a lot of fun. Man, that actor would have had to do a lot, like to keep on going through with it and through with it and through with it, like live on stage. And then he yeah, has so to do it every night, <laughs> eight times a week. I know. How do you remember your lines when you had the same scenes throughout the night and then every night? Uh, anyway, that'd be really hard. Yeah. So you you liked it? You want to rewatch it? Yeah. Okay. Great. What about you, Jam? I didn't like it so much when you uh, first saw it. This was I didn't see it in the theater. This was one of the first sort of Michael Keaton movies. I think I let 
passed. You skipped it. I skipped it. I saw it on video. You uh, made an ethical choice. You were like, this cloning thing could get out of hand. I don't want to support it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, it did seem kind of weird, even just from the trailer. It was like, why would a scientist say that to a guy? But then when it came out on video, I was like, you know he what? It was I'll- a weird like that, <laughs> There was a real creepy, weird factor to that. Like, he's like yeah. in it well, and then gone. Yeah. yeah, and he's and he's way too casual about yes. cloning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would argue that the creepy scientists on your show are less creepy than <laughs> yeah. the jovial I'll, old man. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I did, I wasn't a fan, but like you, I wasn't really thinking about how Harold Ramis had directed it. Since then, I think I've appreciated Michael Keaton not just as you know a childhood favorite, but also as a wonderful actor. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, eager to rewatch it and see if there's more there than perhaps I gave it credit for as a kid. What about you, Blaine? I loved this movie when I was a kid. I really, I liked it a lot. I thought it was so funny. And this is like, cause I don't remember the movie, but I remember loving it. I remember like saying Steve with my friends and calling everyone Steve. Uh, <laughs> on like, this like, like which, which looking back on it, might have been the worst thing I've ever done in my life. But yeah, I, I really, I really quite enjoyed it. And I thought that Michael Keaton was great. I thought he was really funny. And I thought, I remember the plot being so intricate and like opening doors, closing doors, like the French farce of it, mm-hmm. uh, being so heightened and, and big, which is not true, which is not a true memory. So I've made it up. I made most of this movie up in my head, but I remember loving the movie that I, that I saw. What about you? Yeah, Harry? I remember. Liking it. Like, I think, you know, with time and with now in, I'm in the profession, I have a different outlook on what I like and what I don't like and why mm-hmm. I don't like or why I do like. And I think at that time I was really devouring a lot of movies. I think I was probably watching two, three, four movies a week. Yeah. So I watched it when it was on video. And yeah, I do remember liking it. Um, Did you like Michael Keaton as an actor back then? I don't think like, I had an opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think, I know I liked, I love Beetlejuice. I think... I like Batman, but I don't think I really had favorites, favorites. And if, if he, you know, if, if, if I did, it wouldn't have been him. But I do remember liking that movie. Yeah. And yeah, so it didn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You're not supposed to say that yet. Yeah, no, let's get into it. Let's get yeah. into it. So, Rob, why don't you uh, set this movie up for everyone who probably hasn't seen it since it came out? Yeah. Or at all. <laughs> <laughs> or at all. Or hopefully at all, yeah. Well, I should say it starts with like the worst credits I've ever seen, ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's the it's the, just copies of names. That it's was the which whole is pitch. To be Saul Bass quit his profession. You know, it's so bad, and they're like floating up, and they look like it looks like Comic Sans or something. Saul it Bass almost was is. probably dead at this point. Well, if if not, this would have killed him. Right. <laughs> but so it's about Michael Keaton. He plays this guy named Doug Kinney. He's like this construction executive. So he's like the guy who's like wearing the nice shirt and the hard hat and carrying like the rumple plans telling people to get to work what are you doing standing around right yeah and he's having a hard time on his job because everything's being screwed up all the time especially by eugene levy yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> um if, if a movie does not have eugene levy playing a latino in it <laughs> then it has missed its mark <laughs> oh man yeah it was i was just like, like can you do that anymore like there's so no, many things you cannot there's so many things you about this movie like, yeah but you i mean you shouldn't have done that yet then yeah like, apparently you could <laughs> <laughs> but his job is occupying all of his time and it's partially because he gets fucked over by eugene levy all the right. time yeah <laughs> and so his boss is like coming down on him and you know makes him work overtime so he misses important family events like his daughter's uh, campfire g- 
guide scout graduation. graduation. Mm-hmm. Do they have graduations for that shit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she learned how to make a fire. That's good. That I does guess. sound very meaningless. I, I would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I say give Michael Keaton a pass. Yeah, it wasn't like a school graduation. <laughs> yeah. But then also, man, he, he really has it rough because his wife, yeah. she, <laughs> she has this crazy idea where she wants to go back to work. Oh, She's man, that sounds kids, so rough. <laughs> and she wants to re-enter the working After world. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she took a 10-year oh, And he's right. like, oh, no. Next thing you know, she'll be asking for the right to vote. <laughs> <laughs> it's God, crazy. It was, yeah, this movie was something from, like, an old time capsule or something. Yeah. It was really weird because <laughs> even the 90s, because if, if you took this concept and, and put a woman in the main role – that would make a lot of sense because when we're asked to do like a lot of different things at the same time, like raise kids and do a job, whereas like men were still just being like, oh, I can just do my job and expect that. So I feel like if it was Andy McDowell as the person cloned, that would have made so much more sense in this movie. But it yeah. was not. That's a good it was point. definitely not. Well, it could definitely use more Andy McDowell. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever wanted to feel bad about Andy McDowell or for Andy McDowell, like watch this movie. Well, let's, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he doesn't like that idea and he really resists it. There, there, I do like the line at one point he kind of snaps at her when she says, I think I'd like to go back to work. And he's like, ah! And he kind of yells, he calms down and says, call an exorcist. I, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny line. Yeah. What a weird thing to say. Like, I think I was literally possessed by demons. Because <laughs> yeah. why would I say that? I'm not a horrible person. I'm Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah. But so, so he has to work extra hard to sort of catch up. And he ends up, he's doing this job at this place called the Gemini Institute. Right. A little bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's run by twins. <laughs> you, th- you think, like, maybe they picked that because they thought it would be secret. And then yeah. someone's like, oh, what do you do here? Cloning? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's more astrology stuff. Uh. <laughs> and he has, like, a huge freak out because they do something wrong. And he, like, kicks the shit out of the walls. And uh, Well, he does something wrong. Like, they yeah. Screw it up, but he makes it way worse. Yeah, and that's he's... right. He insists on, like, you know, turning the pipes. Like, only I can do this wrench thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> yeah, and then he floods the whole place. Yeah. And he, he has a conniption fit. And the guy who's paying him to make this whole building just watches on serenely from yeah, the side. sort of like with, like, a knowing sort of laugh. Like, yeah. ah, I've been there, friend. Exactly. And any contractor that's ever worked a job, like, that's, not, that's probably not how it is. Scientists but... love it when their property is destroyed. <laughs> yeah, They're exactly. really impressed. By that. <laughs> well, because then they have that guy trapped. They can use him as a lab rat, basically. <laughs> so he, he true. goes yeah. up to... That was his, that was his thing all his, along? His M.O. He, like, oh. sabotaged the pipe? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I'm going to get this guy in my pocket. I just need to get make somebody feel bad <laughs> and then sucker them into allowing yeah. me to clone them. So he says... Uh, he talks to him and says, ah, doesn't it seem like you just never have enough time? <laughs> he pitches him the whole concept. It's yeah. so weird. He, he yeah. basically pitches him the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the elevator pitch yeah. built in but to the script. Yeah. Doug exactly. is like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I make miracles. Yeah, he also says, I create time. Yeah. Which, uh... I don't know. You make clones. You, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, whoa, do you have a time machine? You know what <laughs> yeah. you do? Oh, no, sorry. Wait, I shouldn't have. <laughs> this is a way more interesting movie if you have a time machine. I should also point out that this is the judge from Ghostbusters 2. So he fucked up at that, too. He's not very good at any job. <laughs> yeah, and he's one of the Watchers uh, elders in Buffy. 
Who's uh-huh. also kind of a dick in that? God. <laughs> but so he pitches his process to Doug. He's going to clone him, and this will give him the extra time that he needs in his life to both work and have family time and enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, yeah, why not? Which is what scientific breakthroughs should be used for. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Helping. <laughs> not to stop global warming. Yeah. Not for, to make clean energy. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be pretty great if, like, he cloned Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton was like, oh, great, uh, now I have someone to help me with, like, my yard work. He's like, no, no, we're going to harvest his organs. <laughs> we're going to save lives. Like, what did you think we were doing here? <laughs> like a prequel to the island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But he doesn't even, like, he doesn't even hesitate about no. this. He doesn't think of any of the ethical things. He doesn't think, you know, what if this clone turns out evil? What if I have to kill him? No, I was watching this m- with my fiance, and she was like, why doesn't he talk to his wife? Like, shouldn't this be, se- be something yeah. that, like they talk That's over together? That's a shared decision. <laughs> yeah, Listeners, exactly. if you're going to get cloned, like, talk to your spouse. Yeah, and exactly. then you were like, shut up. <laughs> Whoa, call Sorry. an exorcist. Call but also an more on, like, a, a, a selfish level, but also in the guy, like, sort of along the, the storyline of who he, he is in this movie, it's like, you don't have time to sit down for two hours to be cloned. If yeah. you're so busy, wouldn't you be like, sorry, man, I got a, got five other jobs to do. I can't. I know. Right? He spends all day being cloned. Yeah. And then, really spends, good point. and then he spends the rest of the day adjusting his clone yeah. to, like, the, the garage, which he knows about. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so weird. When he comes back, okay, we got two people to do the job. Oh, no, you're fired. You just left that day. Yeah. <laughs> After destroying the place. Like, you're the worst contractor we've had. Yeah. And we have Eugene Levy. Yeah, and and Q, (laughs) (laughs) trying to undermine him. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah, he's in there for like two minutes. Yeah, he's angry because his daughter overdosed. (laughs) (laughs) That's another show. Yeah, Yeah. Breaking Bad. Q is on Breaking Bad too. Yeah. So he wakes up after the process, and he sees himself with the doctor. Mm -hmm. But then we sort of it sort of flips it around, and the person's perspective that we got turns out that he was the clone. And it's the person standing with the doctor. Which, you know what, is great. And that's that like, was a good moment. And that's the stuff that should be talked about in this movie. Yeah. But then it's just, oh, no, 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 no. I named you two, so we know which one you are. Like, yeah. it's not, there's yeah. no, like, who's the real one. to being a slave very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's probably also not cool to tattoo numbers on people anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. No, that's that's fair. You're absolutely right. Like, why? Surely someone in that chain of command at the studio would have been like, hey, wait, that's. That should be a trigger warning. That's that's not okay. Don't worry, it's hidden behind his ear. Nope. Nope, not okay. (laughs) Not not okay okay, anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But so, yeah, he has this clone and he sets him up in his spare house, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. like going back to like Andy McDowell wanting to go back to work. They're living in Los Angeles, but not just Los Angeles, probably Beverly Hills or some other expensive neighborhood yeah. in the city of Los Angeles yeah. where he has an entire spare house <laughs> garage in the back that is abandoned and has to be fixed up. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> just sitting there. So how one single family income could support. Yeah, all of that. property and, is and, absolutely ridiculous. And two kids with one in ballet and yeah. one doing yeah. soccer Not, or football. The other thing is he's on the precipice of losing his job constantly. Yeah. So what, wouldn't it be a good idea for his wife to be like, you know, we should at least have a backup because yeah, your income. Q is trying to get you fired at every turn. <laughs> and he he's can do powerful. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get into a pissing yeah. match with him. You're not Picard. You yeah. can't handle that. <laughs> so he sets him up sort of down in, in his spare house. And the next day, he goes to work. 
This clone's already there. He's mm. already working. And That's another thing they just glossed over very quickly is the cloning guy says, we'll set you up with a duplicate identification. It's like, what? You have like that's, also have a counterfeit? <laughs> yeah, like that's highly illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the Gemini Institute, they do all copies. <laughs> They're one big Xeroxing building. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a three-cent copy place. <laughs> this guy's just a little bit off the rails. Yeah, exactly. But uh, So he goes through the work, and number two yeah. says, you know, yeah, go home. I got Lance. A, I got that ends up being his name, Lance. Yeah, yeah. Lance and Rico is what, the third. Though that is a better name than number two, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you're an Austin Powers. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, yeah, so he's at work, and this guy has to make up a bunch of comedy to go home. First guy. Yeah, but then, so Michael Keaton still doesn't have enough time to do everything that he wants to do, to, you know, go golfing and all that stuff. Yeah, still like, have his he, family. he quickly... Goes to make another. He just shows up with another well, clone. We but didn't it was even like see the doctor again. But originally, he was like, "I'm going to clone myself so I could have more family time." Yeah. But then, as soon as he has a clone, he's like, "Well, number one, the original <laughs> yeah. is really just a selfish human being who wants to go golfing and boating <laughs> and, and boating." And it's like he's called on the golf course <sighs> and said, "Like, look, you need to go pick up your kids." He's like, oh, come on. Fuck it. Get yeah, it. I'm getting another clone, man. <laughs> Which is, yeah. It's, well, I wouldn't have been surprised if just cut it to him, like, buying Coke in a parking lot. <laughs> oh, I gotta pick up my kids. Come, why do I make so many clones? <laughs> He's getting cloned while his kid is waiting in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And before that, even, they do this whole kind of, like, Mrs. Doubtfire-esque two people in the restaurant on different dates, but it's the same person yeah. thing with, isn't that before that? No, because it's just after. the two clones? It's oh, okay. after. It's after. Well, we'll we'll get to that then. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So now they have three, cl- two clones. Three Doug Kinneys. There's free time Doug, the original Doug. <laughs> yeah. There's work Doug, who's kind of a dick. And then there's domestic Doug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who is just borderline, borderline. so inappropriate. And yeah. like, and I have stuff to say about that later. But like, yeah. we'll get to it. But like, this whole nature versus nurture because they kind of touch on it. At the beginning, as, as yeah, uh, with the, with like the, they with start the, the same and they diverge from there, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. Well, they don't yeah. follow that in the movie. No, like all of a sudden, <laughs> these are completely different people, and it's without, not without the knowledge of the first person. Yes, that was which, which they're very much like the the doctor says they they are you up until this point, and yeah. now they'll have their own individual. So it is that nature versus nurture thing. They'll have their own memories, and therefore they'll they will start to diverge. Start start to diverge, but. So when number two and original are talking to each other and have no idea who they are, they're very they're, they're, they're the same. Yeah. Yeah. But very quickly, number two turns into Beetlejuice. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's true. And number three is – it's an interesting decision just from an acting standpoint and, and knowing what I had to do on the show to try to like – to sort of differentiate. Do you have a housework clone? <laughs> I wish. I really wish. And so does my wife. <laughs> but – but so you've it, talked about it, unlike Doug Kenny, <laughs> which is good. But it, it, it is very strange. Like the, apart from the fact, like, and and maybe the whole idea would have been like these are just sort of different parts of his personality showing up that yeah. somehow got cloned. Mm-hmm. But then it should have been explained that way. Yeah, yeah, because it's it is what you've, you've we've kind of danced around is that the the second clone is very effeminate yeah. and very tidy. Yeah, um, and yeah. sort of like the, he's anal retentive. N- he sort of reminded me he's, of he's he that character yeah. from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, we're we're all is, not saying it, but it's like he's it's essentially he's, he's supposed to be he's like the gay, gay. clone. Well, he's gay yeah. without saying it, but it's like it's very yeah. 
It's it's a it's a very '90s interpretation of what or, a gay or man like is. Or like unsexual, yeah. like yeah. It I feels mean, like a stereotype from like the '50s, yeah, or something. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. that's and that's what's so weird. I read the Roger Ebert review yeah, of this, me which too. which you really liked this movie. And he's oh, like, really? "How about a gay character? Yeah, like what? Are you blind? He was like, "What about a jerk character or a gay character <laughs> yeah. or a stupid character? It was like those are the characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't what know did why. You watch? <laughs> <laughs> what movie were you watching? <laughs> so uh, unless he was being. Yeah, facetious. Yeah, and this was like uh, <laughs> kind of like an authentic well, uh, review. Like he, and it was like this exactly. was a great movie. Do you, yeah. But do you no. think because we don't Sarcastic. see him make the second clone, he just comes home with it? Do you think at that point he started to with the scientist sort of genetically author right. that next Michael? Yeah. Keaton? So really, really, what what we need to see is what was on the cutting room floor. All these scenes that got cut out that explain. Mm-hmm. Right, all yeah. these holes that we're poking. <laughs> He's like, I want a version of me without any masculinity, one that's not, not a threat. <laughs> one, yeah. yeah, so one that will not break rule number one. Yeah, right. Well, okay. So while this is all going on, first of all, he first of all lets his wife go back. Let's. I know. Yeah. I feel like but an asshole is, saying it. No, but this is like this is what the movie does to you. It is I know. <laughs> his wife goes back to work, but then after With his the, permission, you can yeah. say that yeah. after the clones are sort of a handful on his own, he sort of revokes the uh, his permission. He's like, you know, this arrangement it's not working out so well, so uh, you should stop working. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> and like. They have, like, a big fight. And I think it's only when they only sort of make up when they go for the dinner. Right. And it happens at dinner. Yeah. It's in public. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's what, he, that's what he brings her to dinner for. He's like, I'm going to bring you to a nice dinner. Yeah, so he's, I can, it's the he, first nice thing he's done in the whole movie. But really, Doug is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, like, there's nothing redeeming about this guy. No, no not at all. He, he made, Between how awful he is to his wife and how he just toys with life and plays God. He may be the worst character in any movie I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he also doesn't want to hang out with his kids anymore. It's like a burden to him. He to never have to hangs be a out father. with his kids. Yeah, and that's the thing. The, the genetic copies he makes, who are him, like you said, up until that point, are totally cool just abandoning their family that they've spent, you well, know. Well, that's my biggest problem with this movie, with. Is, is that they are fine with not being with their wife, this person that they love. Yeah. And and if they had the same experiences up until yesterday, yeah, they, would, they would remember the first kiss. Yeah, they would exactly like everything they everything. went through and <laughs> getting a little dewy eyed. And they're they're fine with my like, life, <laughs> and they're fine with immediately because he goes to this dinner. He sees himself number yeah. two on a date with someone else, so they're totally fine just cheating on their wife at all times. Like it's yeah. so weird. Well, yeah. he just the the clone just has to move on instantly. He's like, oh, that's it. You know, yeah, yeah. He like well, he just becomes Beetlejuice and doesn't care. Like, yeah, it's just like yeah. The, the morality is very. <laughs> it's loose. It's yeah. loose, but yeah. it's also it's it's much like Doug. But then at the restaurant, this is like a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire that happens because yeah. they spot each other, the two Dugs, and then they sort of talk in the bathroom. But then when they're coming back out. The clone's date sees the real Doug and sort of starts talking to him. So they have, so the clone has to start talking to the wife. And this is sort of what he's really wanted because he had to not have any, not see or anything. Yeah. Well, and he's him. He is him. So it's everything he gets is what he wants. But a dick. (laughs) But he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah, It's weird. And there's a guy in the bathroom that sees both of them and is like, bull. And that, yeah, it's like, I've never seen twins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. That, That was, that was hard for me to like, it's like, why would you not? It's like triplets, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. 
twins are common enough that that's not shouldn't be a thing. I would just say that like, oh, I had a twin that I didn't tell you about because I don't know he was addicted to drugs or something. <laughs> well, he's a little bit too much like Beetlejuice, and I didn't want to. Yeah, run that's out. right. <laughs> oh God. So anyway, he gets out of the double date with both relationships intact, which is horrible. Yeah, and. He's also been spending time with Brian Doyle Murray on a boat. <laughs> and and Brian Doyle Murray's wife, I yeah. guess, who's played by Julie Bowen, who's... <laughs> Ari's, like, shaking his yeah. head in disgust. Easily 25 years younger than him. Well, I mean, yeah. he, at that point, looks already in his 60s. I mean, that might be just hard living or bad yeah. genes. But, <laughs> she's, but she's clearly... Way younger. Wait, and I it's thought, not explained. It's like, are they together? Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it his daughter? I, I well, why know. are we picking on Brian Doyle Murray for dating a younger woman when Bill Murray always dates younger women in his movies? <laughs> it's true. That's very true. I don't know which one's older. But Brian, yeah. doesn't he, and doesn't he date Andy McDowell? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He does. In, Dad. in, a, in oh, yeah. a much more successful movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, all I can and think- relationship, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, he learns not to be a dick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, not to. We talked about this before. Michael Keaton's performance is like a little bit like leaves something to be desired. It's uh, cost. It's all over the place. All I could think about was, man, this needs a Bill Murray. Yeah. Like a Bill Murray could have, I think, made like four different distinct characters that weren't offensive. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Because Bill Murray is kind of Bill Murray in every movie, right? Like, yeah, that's to, true. To Until me, anyway. later on when he became Steve Zissou and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I mean, not to put down Harold Ramis because he, he was great and, and he passed away recently, but you do read about the making of Groundhog Day and hearing about all that tension uh, that was happening because Bill Murray was pushing back on a lot of creative decisions. And I feel like that push and pull between them may have been what led to that movie. If, you know, with a different collaborator, you, you could have gotten a, a totally different story, perhaps. Maybe but, Bill Murray wouldn't have been cool with some of the ethical decisions <laughs> that this character made. I don't but know. But they had, like, a falling out after Groundhog Day. Do you think that if they hadn't, that maybe this would have been Bill Murray maybe. I think it's more, like, suited to his tone. Uh, yeah, I feel like this would have been a slightly better movie, but Groundhog Day would have been a way worse movie, because he didn't, like, he didn't push, he wouldn't have yeah. pushed back. And all oh, stuff, so, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So it's, I'd rather have it this way. And, and I love Michael Keaton. I, I'm yeah, not trying great. to put him down. But it, he's not like a – he's also not like a character guy. No. So it seems like maybe in the initial meetings they were like, well, I can do Beetlejuice and I can do a, a kind of effeminate guy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was like his I'll SNL audition. <laughs> but also – but it, that shouldn't have been how those cl- – like – no, that's yeah, not nah. how they set up those clones to be. Yeah. so that it shouldn't have been. It doesn't follow in the, in the, the logic of the own sto- of the yeah. story. Yeah. And yeah. far be it from me, like I am not good at comedy, so I am not going to criticize people for failing at comedy because that's all I do. Which is wrong because we started an improv together. You and I. Yeah, but. <laughs> Let's be honest. You led the scene. I was in the background. I I kind of work in comedy. Let me talk about how bad the comedy in this movie is. (laughs) So they make another clone, which we haven't talked about. Yeah. A clone of a clone. A clone of a clone. So like a copy of a copy, it's not as as good. So he's kind of mentally handicapped. Is that the right thing to say? Yeah. He kind of acts like a child. There's a chromosomal deficiency or something. And now we're really getting into the existential horror of these characters' decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just sort of, like, played for laughs. Yeah. I was not cool with that. That's, no, that's I, the moment when I totally checked out. No, yeah. I was mm. watching this last night, and, like, it's a... First of all, it's a two-hour comedy, which seems it's far too long. so long. And I was like, can I go to bed and, and, and have a... Like, can I skip half this movie and, and still... 
I wanted to clone myself and make the clone watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you kind of could, right? Like, that's the thing with this movie. There's, like, a whole middle section that doesn't really go anywhere and doesn't really do anything. It's kind yeah. of it's clone just, it's just infighting. More, it's him being a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, so he wants to go boating in Catalina with Brian Doyle Murray and his young wife. And he wants Andy McDowell to go, but they have a huge fight, and so she doesn't want to go. And so he because goes Because they alone. have responsibilities. Yeah. Like a child. And also yeah. two children. <laughs> and jobs. <laughs> Flaw in the plan. He doesn't remember most of their conversations. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he should just, like, clone her as well. Like, that's the problem. Like, first of all, the secret to all relationships is communication. Yeah. So... Tell your wife that you cloned yourself three times, and then clone a couple of her. <laughs> also, we never see the scientist again. Like, yeah. you'd think there'd be some kind of scene where he comes back and maybe he had some kind of ulterior motive or something like that, and Michael Keaton realizes he made a mistake. We never see him again. That was just no. like a thing he did a couple times. Mm-hmm. He just seems to be happy making clones willy-nilly, too. He like They make this deficient one, this the clone of the clone. And oh, the last clone that's kind of the most problematic yeah. of them all a little bit. Yeah. And Andy McDowell he, also never really finds out about this. Like, what if he publishes his findings one day? Like, yeah, what's yeah. she going to think about that? Under an assumed name. So. Yeah. But so while he's away on the boat feeling sick, the clones are at home. And there are two rules for the clones. One is that they're not supposed to sleep with Andy McDowell. What's the second rule? Don't talk about Fight Club? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, what was the second rule? Well, it's really only the first rule. But again, it's about. it's awful because these clones are him and he's like, "Okay, we got some rules. Number 1, stay away from my wife." It's like, like well, that's and the woman you love, yeah. presumably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our children. <laughs> yeah. But she's her own person. If she wants to have sex with a clone, that's her, you know, maybe okay. three times in one night. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and she she's uh, so this, so this is what, what I don't happens. even want to talk about it. <laughs> but but this is what happens. It's, she she first had she first has sex with the uh, no with the Beatles. Oh character. no, yeah. the other one with the oh, uh, no, domestic with, dog with domestic dog. And she like basically like she yeah. he doesn't want it. He says no. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> and she does not respect <laughs> that. No, she does not. Does she, she not does notice not. that he buttons all the buttons up on his shirt? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, also, uh, she says that he cried during, so it must not have been a great experience for him, and I feel really bad for that clone. And then he talks about how she's a very strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, also, like, I mean, it's obviously, it's problematic in the larger story, but especially in these scenes that Andy McDowell is kept in the dark about all this uh-huh. and never finds out. Never. Because I know they're... She cl- still hasn't found out. They're clones of her husband, sure, but it's also like, she doesn't know who's initiating sex with her yeah which is awful but i feel like these clones illegal are so like (laughs) different like they paint she must be the stupidest woman on film since since lois lane (laughs) (laughs) like they paint her as she's a pretty bad character yeah Uh, it's it's bad also yeah because she has sex with the the jerk one next the beetlejuice one and then she has sex with the clone of the clone clone of the clone clone. steven 
The, yeah, the guy who wears a boot for a hat. And, and that's just not comfortable. No, no, no. Because he's essentially a child. Right, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another clone watches, which is a weird, <laughs> like, that's some, yeah, that's, that's like gotta or, be. That's more Orphan Black. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the series finale is just like a French farce, right? <laughs> so. But they get a lot of work done, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's not, not great. No, no. No, but he comes back from boating. And he manages to, all his clones manage to lose him his job and his wife in the one day where he's in Catalina. Yeah. Uh, and then he acts like the victim. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, not like he did it all to yeah, himself. Yeah. <sighs> and he, there's like a line that Brian Doyle Murray says. It's like, maybe some people just aren't meant to sail. Like, yeah. that's supposed to mean something. Like, maybe some people just aren't meant to have clones. <laughs> maybe she, maybe she. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so he gets fired. It would have been pretty great if he went back to, like, the marina and Brian Doyle Murray was also working in that booth. And he's like, what? You too? And he's like, yep. <laughs> Gemini Institute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you think I can afford this yacht? <laughs> He loses his job, so I guess he decides to start a new company with his, his clones. He no, just, he, no, he's going to go out on his own as a general contractor. Yeah. Which is what he wanted all along. Oh, yeah. He be his own boss. Yeah, right. So, that seems like an obvious answer from the beginning uh-huh. because you can make your own time. You can set your own schedule. Time. Time. <laughs> right. So Andy McDowell's left him. And like the thing that has really been like fucking them over except for this whole not allowing her to work thing is that he hasn't had time to fix the house right you know he's been meaning that's to do the some problem re- yeah not that she can't be her own person so yeah. he gets all of the clones their own t-shirts and sets them to work you know <laughs> there's the one that can actually do work the one who makes snacks and then the one that they just try to keep out of trouble yeah when they hit in the head with bricks yeah yeah but eventually you know they they make the place fine and he i think hugh jackman and the prestige treated his clones better than <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> At least it was a quick death. Yeah, there. put them out of their misery. <laughs> yeah, but so he brings Anna McDowell back, and she sees that the house has been renovated and uh, everything's all right again. And that's that's what happened. Yeah, that was the problem with their marriage. The house was <laughs> slightly in disrepair. The mansion they live in. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the lack of mutual respect or treating each other like human beings. No, and that was one of the biggest problems for me was. After all the terrible things that he does and puts people through in the end, it's almost like he teaches Andy McDowell the lesson in the end. He's like, see? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Just give me a chance. Right? Yeah. Like, in the end, it's like, it's not him having the, the, the realization. It's him showing her the realization of, yeah, she's the one learning the lesson in the end. Yeah. Well, and she goes to her to her dad's house uh, with the kids, and then the kids are like, "Oh, we can go back home now because dad's going to apologize." And it's it's so That's how it works actually. Yeah, but it's so like, yeah, not real. Uh, and he's very, she's very easily swayed back to the side. Yeah, after him putting her through all this shit and yelling at her at a restaurant, it's just. And as for the clones, as for these three lives that have been created. He's just like, uh, you guys got to go. And then they go. They just yeah. drive them, drive out, off drives them out to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> opens the go door. on. Get out of here. We don't need you anymore. We don't love you. It's <laughs> 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 like Harry and the Hendersons, but with clones. Uh, yeah. And they just they go to Miami, I guess. And, and they start a restaurant, like, as you would. Yeah. Yep. And never think <laughs> of their loved ones again. 
Yeah. I love movies where it's just <laughs> like fuck? starting a small business is everyone, every character's solution. <laughs> yeah. Just start a small business and well, every, you'll be set for life. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And what did Andy, Andy McDowell do in this movie? What was her job? She oh, was she a was a lady agent. worker. <laughs> she, was a, she was real estate. Real estate. Oh, okay. okay. And they created. It was like mentioned a, like once and then never brought up again. And they created this fake drama where she was ahead of this person in line to be this promotion. And then, right. And then, then she, she took ten years off to have children. And ten years like that. <laughs> ten years, huh? Yeah, because she said that, and I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. But I was like, ten years. If that person years? didn't get a promotion in ten years, yeah. I feel bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they worked. But she'll give me her old position. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Just, uh, it's, everything was uncomfortable and, watching this movie. And then the worst Andy McDowell moment is the very end when you know you love someone. <laughs> yeah, because she, she finally sees the three clones, and you think, oh, at least it could have been like a funny ending when she realizes what's been going on, and then it ends. Yeah. But instead, she turns to the kids and yeah, says, you know, you really love someone when you see their face everywhere or something. <laughs> There's there's a good movie in here where he clones himself and he tells her and she finds out and she yeah. still loves him in the end because of the choices he made beyond these like clones right beyond playing oh. God beyond beyond you know to pick up or his someone cleaning. made clones of him yeah exactly yeah or maybe she realizes that he's a piece of shit and leaves him yeah yeah he yeah. doesn't really he does not learn a lesson like the lesson that he learned is not solid enough and there's no, God, there's, no. there's not enough redemption in the end for me to ever like him from start to finish. He doesn't deserve Andy McDowell. No, <laughs> no, no. no. And yeah, it really, the movie really does miss its mark. Like I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think 96 and the technical aspects of it, like having four, four of them in one, knowing yeah. how, how much work it takes to do two in one room and then clone mm. dance parties and then clone dinners and then all, all the different stuff that they did on the show. And Does your clone live in a house attached to your house? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we lived on like an army base. <laughs> but like it's, like it's pretty – like it, the technical aspects of the movie were stunning. And they yeah. touch each other, which is a – like that is just ridiculous. Right. They, they're throwing stuff to, to each other in yeah. the same frame. Like the the technical accomplishments of this movie are mm-hmm. are incredible. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty. They don't have the lighting quite right yet. They yeah, do that better moments. like in your show and like obviously. Sure, but and, that's twenty years of development. It's true. It's and, true. Yeah. And yeah, there are you know new tricks and and I think and you could see. I mean, like the you could yeah. see it was shot on film. Like I can't I can't yeah. we shoot on digital. Right. So easier to manipulate. manipulate yeah, and stuff, for sure. Yeah. Like film must have been that much harder. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how did you guys watching the behind the scenes on this movie about how it was made because I know there's a lot of like talking to a tennis ball and stuff. That's what we did. That's what you do. I talk to tennis ball, yeah. <laughs> like Castaway or Eyelines. Yeah, like yeah. Castaway. Yeah. Well, I had a clone double, balls. and I'm sure he had clone doubles. But, yeah, but yeah. certainly when you you to do the plate, you have to take everybody out, and it's just like Eyelines. So for sure, the, the tennis yeah. ball thing, yeah. Yeah, and the island sells it, right? Yeah, like that's yeah. which was not good in this movie. No, oh, really? no. yeah, the, I mean, the islands were not good in this movie. I yeah. was specifically watching like the clone work because, yeah, that, I kind of I couldn't look my own clone in its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, but he didn't have chemistry with himself. Which I know, was really interesting. Yeah. It was weird, like the comedy moments, especially. I think there's something about the timing that doesn't quite feel right. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't like it doesn't punch and. Maybe it's because 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if maybe the performances aren't different enough, or it just seems like. They, but that, for me, they shouldn't have been. They were. They were too different. Well, yeah, they should have been subtly mm. different. Mm-hmm. And we were. And we were having this conversation yesterday. But you were saying that Michael Keaton at one point tried stand up and failed. Yeah. So yeah. Me, I, I, well, mean, I think, like, I think he was. He was. He was. He was the. He it did it guy. one time in the eighties. Apparently, I thought he started as a stand up too. Yeah. He was the it guy back then, so it makes sense why they might have cast him. But as far as you might have, you might have done better to get. Well, I guess Jim Carrey was like a character, sort of a comedian. Yeah, I mean, what better actor was there around at this time? Well, I mean, you need somebody with like a lot of like energy. Like Robin Williams could do it. I mean, obviously, it'd be a different movie, but like anybody, Johnny Depp. But who's to say that how many people turned it down before he got it? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even think, like, Michael Keaton usually plays Michael Keaton, like, sort of like a guy bursting with anger, you know, ready to yell. uh, And, like, that's great. And he's good at it. But, like, and he has, like, that sort of, like, cockamamie sneer. Screwed up face, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's great. But he doesn't, like, play characters. He's not like, you know, I'm going to be this guy. Like, Mike Myers or Jim Carrey. Okay, but, I mean, we've seen The Saint, right? We've all seen The Saint? Would anyone Val Kilmer? Yeah, would anyone ever cast Val Kilmer? It would would anyone, but he would anyone ever like conceptualize the Val geniuses? Kilmer? But would would he be, that, would you be able to conceptualize that Val Kilmer could play all those different characters? Like yeah. he was phenomenal he, in that yeah. movie. So maybe people thought, okay, well Val Kilmer can do it. I don't know what came first, the Saint or this, but I would think of like Val people Kilmer as like a better actor in like the like I can transform myself than like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, I just. I don't see him transforming himself. But I think I think yeah. what you were saying about them being more similar would have been more interesting if he had yeah. played them all kind of like the original Michael Keaton. It might have maybe been harder to follow at times, but I think it would have been more interesting. And you know, I was reading, but then, more comedy would have come from that because I, I yeah. don't think we we can't only blame it on Michael Keaton. I oh think. no, no, no! There was fundamental problems with. It. Everything. Well, the, and, the, and the story, I mean, even just the fact that his wife never found out seemed to be like oh the writer God. being kind of cowardly because yeah. they're not they're not taking it to the extent that it could go. Like, let everyone find out. See see what happens if you really go down that road. Like, it's much more interesting than just the... Or, or maybe it was all in his mind and the movie should end with like him getting a cat scan. <laughs> well, actually, I was reading about the, uh, the original like story. That. It was based on a short story and uh, the original ending of that was something like... I think he clones himself so many times that the clones do revolt or something, and he has to flee to South America. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind that of interesting. Space Ghost spinoff that we used to watch was kind of oh, they, uh, the Brack Show. The Brack Show was kind of like that, where they yeah. kept cloning himself, and then oh, they do right. revolt. They do revolt. Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't eaten. <laughs> and, and the same with um, with Rick and Morty, with the Meeseeks, where the Meeseeks keep on cloning themselves. Yeah, and that should have been the end of this movie. I mean, yeah. I, maybe the technology wasn't there for that. Uh, <laughs> they could only do four Michael Keatons. Yeah, that's all the computers could handle. They could do money for the cover. The other thing I liked about what I read about the short story was that it began with a guy answering an ad in the paper. That makes and sense. then went, and yeah. I like that kind of like Twilight Zoney kind of like I like it when weird sci-fi concepts are 
in just like tiny out in, out in the open kind of you know like in an eternal sunshine well, it's it just like, like a small office where people could go if they knew about it well it also feels like it could happen to you you could answer an ad in that newspaper right. yeah. and yeah. go and this could be an adventure that you could be on I'm not a contractor yeah, yeah. I'm never going to the Gemini Institute <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing was the reason why it was altered was Harold Ramis talked about this we kind of danced around this but he very much saw this movie as sort of a treatise on modern masculinity and mm-hmm. how he thought <laughs> how he thought men were being asked to be so many different things it's so hard <laughs> to be a man Jesus in 1996 Christ. well and I, I yeah was is this how, like i feel like when i was watching this i was watching something so separate from the reality i feel like i'm living in these days mm-hmm. was that the world in 96 like were we feel that like- I feel like I was too young probably. to know. I don't know. It, I think it probably was like that. I mean, and know. maybe it still is like that, and we're just yeah lefty artists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I, I feel like definitely like if this movie came out now, there would be a giant backlash, at oh, least man. in sort of Hopefully. our community. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> but even Michael like, Keaton would have to get off Twitter. <laughs> like you know, watching this movie now, it feels like maybe all the sort of men's rights activist people saw this movie when they were kids and just thought that's how to live your life. (laughs) Oh my God, this movie could have like a resurgence amongst them. Oh God, yeah. The red pill or whatever. (laughs) God damn. We should not release this podcast. (laughs) Let's not remind people about this movie. It's too dangerous. (laughs) But also, okay, but the thing is like the clones... He clones himself. He plays God. That seems like the major trespass. And he doesn't tell his wife because it would be unforgivable what happens to her. (laughs) But, like, that is never – there's no consequence for that. And it feels like like we're being ripped off or, like, it's not – because the shoe never falls. He never learns a lesson. As, yeah. as you said, Ari, like, sh- he, she's meant to learn a lesson at the end of this. It's like, oh, fuck off. Like, it, well, I mean, just with the sort of slapstick humor and the failings of the plot, it just seems like it's sort of this wacky day, couple days that they have. And it's like it's never really delving into it. It's like yeah. an yeah. intelligent idea with cool science, cool social, if, if that's where he yeah. was going with with the different – areas that men had to deal with like there was something that could be said but they just sort of left it in slapstick land which again failed yeah yeah it should have gotten creepy in the third act it should have become a a kind of a horror or it should have gotten way more slapstick than it because it wasn't even the french farce that i remembered it being like there was farcical elements to it and a lot of a lot of arch stuff but it yeah, it never really, like, put the third clone into that dinner scene. Like, just heighten it. Keep on. Well, yeah. they, they were always winking to the audience. Always, yeah. always, always. And it's like they weren't earning it. No, mm-hmm. no. And and it just, like, the idea, the acting, the story just never went as far as it should. Any in this movie. Honestly, it kind of made me, like, it kind of diminished Groundhog Day for me because, <laughs> really? because I, I feel like Harold Ramis just has this formula where there's like a supernatural sort of element, mm-hmm. some like something outside of that that he's sort of commenting on and usually like a romance. And it makes a jerk a good person in the end. Yeah. Yeah. But and even like... The, like even Ghostbusters yeah, and Bill Murray. And, and mm-hmm. like yeah. he should have learned his lesson from that movie more because like halfway through the movie, Bill Murray explains everything to Andy McDowell, even though it's a crazy, ridiculous premise. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to do the same or a different movie without 
doing it the same way. Yeah, and, it, and maybe that's why it fails is because it was so similar to Groundhog Day in the sense that yeah, but Groundhog Day also has like all this philosophical stuff under it, which like makes the movie work. Like, yeah. there's all that Zen stuff. Exactly, and, and so many essays have been written on it. And yeah. Academia loves Groundhog Day, but Academia doesn't like multiplicity because no. it never. It, it. I mean, it loves Orphan Black way more because that grapples with the ideas of cloning. Yeah, it doesn't way more than this movie. It doesn't actually seem them. interested in cloning. It just wants no. to have many Michael Keatons so that they can <laughs> you know bicker with each other. Can I get four Michael Keatons? <laughs> I also think I think if this movie were explained with magic, yeah. it would make oh, more yeah. sense. Yeah, a gypsy curse or something, <laughs> or almost if he if he did it accidentally through you know yeah through some kind of curse or something. If he kept duplicating himself as, as opposed to making a conscious choice with yeah. a team of scientists, <laughs> yeah, maybe a wishing well. Yeah, well, or there's, <laughs> there's that movie Time Crimes. Have you guys seen of course, that, yeah. movie? It's, I love that movie? It's it's amazing, but it, that happens accidentally, and he kind of clones, like quotations, clones himself in that movie a lot, which is interesting. And, and there's a random scientist, and there's a random scientist over, stuff, yeah. but it's all an accident, right? It's all like, yeah. and and that makes way more sense than than this weird dude with a beard. Yeah, why couldn't it have been an accident? Why couldn't he have been like banging a pipe and like fallen into the clone chamber? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. They mention the fly. They do mention the fly, yeah. Okay, so I think we've talked this movie enough and, and we've seen what we what we have to see in this movie. Rob, did you think it was rewatchable at all? Uh no. <laughs> I was Shocker. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was I was astounded at how bad this movie was. <laughs> and like I I, it was so bad, like, I feel like I should have heard about how bad it was. Yeah. Like, people should be talking about it like the Wicker Man or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've unearthed a gem here. Like, a gem of crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Number two. A turd to polish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was really disappointed. I, like, didn't love Michael Keaton. I, I hated the direction. I thought the story, like, really ignored all the potentially interesting parts. Andy McDowell, who I think is a great actor, was given nothing. John DeLancey, who is also a great actor, was giving nothing. All these characters show up for, like, a second, and then they never show up again. It's like mm-hmm. they were had to be cut out of the running time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, two hours. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you only had one day on the on set, so. But it was just oh, so boring and not funny and really awful. It was really awful. <laughs> it's not rewatchable. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? Well, one thing I forgot to mention earlier was I had a terrible weekend. Like. <laughs> My kid was sick on Friday. He didn't sleep all night. I was exhausted. I had, I was doing work. I was doing housework. I was doing, you know, cleaning and, and I had an article. Uh, the fate of the 90s man, man. And just all, yeah, <laughs> all of these things. And like literally, I had to watch this movie at 11 o'clock on last night mm-hmm. because that was Same. the first free moment I had in this weekend. If anyone, there was no way anyone could have been more primed to sympathize with mm-hmm. the Michael Keaton character than I was. And I still thought he was an asshole. <laughs> it's not rewatchable. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. What about you, Harry? Yeah, it did not. I mean, on so many levels, no. Yeah. Just, like, I don't know how... Because they've been doing a lot of multi... Like one actor playing multiple roles these days, like it's it's a thing now. Eddie yeah, Murphy used to do it in the nineties, even like with the social network and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it happens a lot these days, and if that was in a way 
a benchmark or a or a, like a, a something that we're like, oh, this is what it could turn into. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how all these shows have been made. <laughs> they should have since then. They should have stopped this right here. People were adamant that we 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 can't let this concept die here. Like this can't be. There's something well, good close. in here, and it needs to be brought to the fore. Right? Yeah. That's what you're saying with the movies that have been made now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but technically, like. Before it's time, it's it had it's before it was like I was very impressed with having seeing for the same character, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on screen and 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 them interacting, touching each other, giving each other things. What are some other examples of that? Of of, of that happening in movies? Yeah, because they've been doing it for like years, you know, it, better or worse. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah, probably some Back to the Future. Back to the Future oh, Back 2. Back to the Future 2, for sure. Just a couple of Michael J. Foxes in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think he's just acting in front of uh, a screening of Back to the Future Part 1. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he doesn't really interact with himself. Uh, and uh, that's what's kind of like... No, he cool. does. He does in the uh, scene where he plays his daughter and himself in the future. They have to oh, they yeah. have dinner together, I think. Do you so. think there's any clone version of you that would like this movie? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are these the questions you get asked on like every interview like no never no that's the first time I've been asked if if one of my clones would like (laughs) multiple you must get this question all the time (laughs) Um, well I'm very glad that I I didn't watch this in preparation because I would have been more terrified than I was but yeah like I mean far be it from me because it's all taste right to Mm -hmm. criticize comedy yeah because that's not what I'm like and obviously my clones were very different from Michael Keaton's clones. Right. So, so more serious, yeah. They less were more offensive. serious. And it was like, it was <laughs> probably less offensive. We, we didn't, yeah. I mean, and, well, <laughs> yeah. we were offensive. But, but they're like the, the whole nature versus nurture thing, which the doctor touches on, but then completely we, they go away from. Yeah, it's the interesting thing, which is what you're Totally, show. and that's what Orphan Black is all about, mm-hmm. is, is family and nature versus nurture and how this set of clones is nature and this mm-hmm. set of clones is nurture and, and it's 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 very so it's a family show is what you're saying you don't. and they could <laughs> they could have even played with like even if he was himself up to the point where he got cloned like finding out you're a clone would like you we were saying yeah. would change you like that existential terror who am i like he should have like That's he could have just gone question. on a blender not being or, able to see yeah. your wife and kids yeah yeah like it could have yeah anyways we've, we've <laughs> talked enough about yeah. how dumb this movie is blaine did you did you think it was rewatchable no I'm so disappointed that I liked this movie when I was a kid. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. disappointed in myself. I feel like I've done a disservice to the world. I'm so shocked at how bad this movie was. And I think it's one of the, like, the biggest upsets on rewatchability in, in, yeah. in memory, for me, anyway. In terms of a movie that I thought would be a nice rewatch to being something fun. that was at least fun. Instead of something that, like... It's like if I wasn't having to talk about this on Monday, uh, then I wouldn't talk about it at all. Yeah, totally. It's like it's one thing for it to like not stand the test of time, but it's another thing for it to also be so bad you wish you had your time back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like Michael Keaton did in this movie. <laughs> well, that's wow. it for rewatchability this week. Thank you so much, and we would just want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for donating three, five, ten, fifteen dollars a month to help us out and to get the podcast early and to get classic episodes. Thank you very much. And, and thanks to our sponsors. Uh, yeah, HelloFresh and Andy. 
Exactly. And uh, if you want to support us in other ways, you can go to facebook.com slash rewatchability or give us a, a shout out on Twitter at rewatchability. Or if you don't have any money to support us with, you can go to iTunes and rate us and don't forget to subscribe. And if you're a scientist, I'll take a clone. Yeah. Throw us a clone. And thank you, Ari, for coming. Well, thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Thanks, man. People should watch Orphan Black instead of Multiplicity. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had. <laughs> yeah. 10 yeah. o'clock, Saturdays on Space or BBC America. <laughs> nice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.